Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Forgive my squeaky cold voice today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just getting over mine. So I think it's par for the course for about 50% of the Canadian population. Makes sense. Yes. Makes sense. It's, it's been a fall. <laughs> it it kind of gives you a jazz singer voice, so it's all good to listen. There you go. It's Just good. don't expect me to yell loud. Halloween yelling to my children was not ideal. <laughs> Get off the street! Not literally about the parks. Thank you. <laughs> like mine, like thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I I'm really excited about today's topic. Fab ate all of his kids' Halloween candy. I do. Yeah. No, I don't. There's too much. I would get sick. <laughs> Very too tempting, much. though. <laughs> we like hide ours, pretend to disappear. Oh, we lost it. Oh, where'd it go? I don't know. Um, all right. Let's jump into things. Uh, this is a really interesting topic, actually. Uh, it's like how to, how to work with creative partners or, or, or agencies. And we say creative because, you know, it's obviously you're, you're in the marketing space, but uh, I think this topic applies to any time you hire somebody, including, i.e., you know, Paul and I, even though we're not technically creative. Hey, that could be argued, but Paul is definitely not creative. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, but it's, it's, I like the topic because it's about how to better work with somebody. And and I don't know where you're going to go with this. You know, like we, we didn't really prep it before, but um, I, I can see some parallels with hiring people because I've seen a lot of uh, issues with how people get hired. And organizations, and I and I see some parallels there. So I'm 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 very excited to see how this uh, will turn out. So, uh, Alyssa, do you want to kind of get the ball rolling? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we could tangent on it in a few different ways. But where I was thinking of going initially, at least, was so small businesses, SMEs often can't DIY a lot of it. Yeah, you can make yourself a Squarespace website maybe. Yes, you can probably get a MailChimp and make your own templates. But at some point, you're going to want to probably outreach your creative execution. A lot of times, small businesses think instead they should just hire a junior marketing person or like, mm. you know, someone out of school who knows social media. Um, but I would argue that it's almost most often better to go to an expert or a professional in that creative space to execute that particular project. Um, but a few things need to come into play in order for that, that group or that creative partner to be set up for success. And I think a lot of time business owners who aren't marketers by trade, obviously they have another expertise, they run a naturopath clinic or they're a dentist or they have a construction um, company. They don't, know how to engage a creative partner um, to execute marketing work. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I wanted to chat a bit about today um, and how much the organization and the business owner needs to have a really clear, good sense of their own marketing before they engage a creative. Because often business owners look to creative partners to become their marketing brain and creative partners aren't a marketing brain. They are experts at executing their creative um, mm -hmm specialty. Uh, so as a result, it's on a business owner to have a good understanding of their marketing trajectory and their strategy and their plan to be able to set their creative up for success. I kind of make the analogy of you have a business owner and they're, they're like a homeowner and they're hiring, they need a marketing expert who is like the architect or mm -hmm. even a contractor. Um, 
an architect contractor combo is probably best depending on who it is. An architect has the drawings, the plans, the big picture, and then a contractor comes in to help manage the tradespeople who are building the home. Just hire a plumber and say, great, thanks. Can you just make me more, have more leads and more clients? Appreciate it. Thank you. Go to town. Uh, or a plumber and say, hey, can you just build the rest of my house? Um, so creative partners are like tradespeople. And so it's mm. really important that you have a good um, architect or contractor on your team or you take on that role when managing creative partners. Yeah. Mm, interesting. But, um, you know, speaking from experience, um, a lot of business owners don't even know what they should be creating. But so that's another step that they should be looking at to saying, well, who can they partner with to help them even have those those original thoughts or to know what direction like what colors they want to choose on the wall or they don't even know they just know they have an old kitchen but they have no clue how the new yeah. kitchen would look so then you need a designer right so that designer is it comes in before this step is what you're saying um yeah i never brought a designer into the analogy but yes it's similar um yeah, exactly. So it's almost like um, business owners need to have a sense of what their marketing plan is in advance of um, soliciting creative support. And if because they don't, they need you, to work that out. Yeah. And it's your job to work it out as a business owner. Sometimes um, business owners I've found have gotten in trouble, especially before they find or work with me, where they've put everything on an agency to come up with their strategic business plans and to come up with a marketing plan on whole. and that's like going to a, a contractor or a tradesperson and saying, hey, can you build me some architectural plans? It's the same thing. So um, it's there's some onus on the business owner to have a sense of where they know their target audience is, what kind of creative material or at least marketing tactics they know will work, and then seeking out creative partners to help execute those tactics with some clear direction on their part. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. Um, and, and I. I Maybe another time we can talk about that first step, but yes, let's keep going. That's actually a good one. I feel like next session we can do that. And I do have a good sort of DIY, how to build your own marketing plan um, lesson, you could call it. Yeah. that I'd be happy to take everyone through because it really is, um, it's an important step to do. Otherwise, you're just throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. And especially when it comes to digital advertising too, Digital ads can be very valuable to a lot of businesses, but there are a lot of creative partners out there who are somewhat ineffective, who just take your money and blow it up on a bunch of Google ads without any strategy, a funnel around it. Um, and therefore, it's just, you know, throwing money out the window and throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. So there should be some planning and strategy involved before you engage with and spend any money on your marketing execution. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, although it's not a, although you've both told me it's not a precise science and you do need to shift and try things because you don't always get it the first time. Even yeah. though you sort of know what you want to do, you know, you, you have to figure out the pathway. It's not a perfectly beaten path in the road that if you do this many Google ads and these kind of links, you're going to get these exact results, right? So uh, that's interesting. Yes. Okay, so for next time, okay, keep going. Yeah, but that's a good point. So it is important to have a sense of what you think you want to put, what buckets you want to put your effort and your money and your time into. Um, and then from there, then it's more of a calculated risk. 
Yeah. yeah, you don't know totally how it will go. You don't know how many leads it will drive necessarily. Um, but again, if you set a creative partner up for success, just like if they're doing a website, um, you give them a lot of good brand information, yeah. a lot of good content, and a lot of clear direction on what kind of user experience you want. Yeah. And that person can go and create, you know, your ideal website. So you, um, you're, you're, you're giving the right tools to your partner to empower himself yeah. to be able to control what's going on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you need to have something to evaluate Again, so I think that's what you're talking about. You know, at some point, like your your creative partner, like will run ads, like they're able to do that. But if you don't give them some sort of barometer of like, you know, how many qualified leads do we want, and then everything seems good. But you also have to be mindful, right? That agency is there to to run ads, right? And so they'll, you know, some agencies out there will will find a way to show that your data is good uh, on, on some sort of metric, so you continue working with them. But but I think that's what you're kind of alluding to alluding Alyssa, right? to, yeah. that, that it's or alluding to is that you know when you're working with a partner you need to know how to work with them like they're not and in a way i can draw parallels with with hubspot right like a lot of clients that i work with uh implement HubSpot because they hope that it's going to solve their marketing right but at the end of the day it's a tool if you have no strategy behind that if you have no then you're just sending off random emails or you're sending off creating random landing pages and it's not working well, exactly. you need... fab and i have often talked about this if you use hubspot and you don't really have a process and you're just like it's a great tool but you don't know how to use it well it's not really useful you have to have a good sales pro you have to understand what you're trying to get from your process like you said you need to know you know why are you trying to send out the emails what is the purpose like what's their whole mind mining behind it i, I that's a very good point fab i mean uh, yeah. yeah and what's the content uh, and what's the content in the email yeah exactly. yeah and so then the, the the creative partner or the agency is is the same right like they're not going to solve your problems if you're not if you're not helping guiding them. if you don't know what you're looking to solve like they're just there to help you execute like you said yes. at the top of the show right in the same way that a HubSpot or a Salesforce is there to help you execute your sales process. It's not going to create yourself. We're not there yet, right? The AI is not intelligent enough to be able to create to your build your strategy and like read yeah. your mind. I think what a lot of I think what a lot of SMB owners are looking for really is a partner, and I don't mean yeah. a partner. Uh, I don't mean a partner in uh, executing an idea. Sometimes when it comes to marketing, they're really literally like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I need someone, you're sitting in the chair next to me, pretend this is your business. What the hell should I be doing? That's a whole different conversation. And if you want that kind of partner, you can get that kind of partner. And I'm sure, you, you know, it's a consultant. It's someone who's going to help you ask you questions, help you figure out what your marketing should be. But that's a it's whole me. different process. Exactly. It's Alyssa. Okay. Other shameless plug. It's Alyssa. You need Alyssa. No, it's, it's true. Or you hire someone internally, but I think it's important that a business owner recognizes that that, that brain is needed. Yes. Um, and I call, I joke about it being like the head of the octopus, right? Like I, the role I play in businesses and also a marketing expert who a business hires or a business owner who's willing and open to being that brain, you need a brain to manage the arms period. Yep. You can't just let the arms run amok and forget about them. Yes. And that's often what happens when business owners hire creative partners yep. to do the work. They're running without a brain. They're just arms like ooh, flailing. Um, and so I love that. Like I love that, that analogy. Like you even, like me, in our specialties are, you know, the brains who offer that strategic support so that, you know, whether you're hiring a sales team underneath, you know, you, Paul, or Fabio, 
executing HubSpot with a strategy behind it, not just them hiring, buying the platform and just hoping it magically starts to work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there has to be that thinking about it. And I think often in marketing specifically, a lot of business owners forget or don't realize that that's a thing. They look to a creative partner to be the brain of their business and they just, that's not their job. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they think they're hiring a brain, but they're hiring an arm. And if you just, I, I love that analogy, by the way. So if you think you're hiring a brain, but you're getting an arm, well, then you're only getting that specific, slightly intelligent reaction to one specific part, right? So uh, yeah. that's that's a great uh, a great analogy. Sorry, yeah. there's a birthday party going on next door. I, <laughs> I, I, I guess our invitations got lost in the mail. So yeah, okay. mine too. <laughs> Yeah, it's very much ahead of the octopus situation. And you can either outsource that brain, or you can become that brain. But it's important for business owners to recognize, they have to play a role in strategically managing creative partners. Yeah. And I think like the, the issue often arises from especially when you're talking about like younger businesses that are kind of built on the, the, the hard work of, of the founder or co-founders or, or whatever, is that they don't realize that what they are doing, and they're usually very focused on sales, right? Because they need to get revenue through the door, uh, is that there is a strategy involved. Is it the best strategy? Can, can Paul come in and, and create a better process and, and coach them and being Yes, for sure. But there's a strategy behind there and they're iterating and they're evolving it. It's just, I feel like when they get to, in our case, marketing or other areas of the business will stick to marketing is that what they see in their day-to-day -day is their tactics, right? Is the number of calls they make is rolling up in a neighborhood and, and taking businesses to go knock on doors of it's, they see the tactics. They don't understand that there's a strategy behind it because it's kind of intuitive. They've uh, unconsciously created that strategy, but when it gets to marketing, it feels like, Oh, we'll just get a prolongation of these tactics and, and they don't realize that it requires a strategy and strategy seems large and complicated and slow and you know what i mean like a, a lot of stereotypes are attached to strategy which is all, all that i said and so they're like well we just need to post on linkedin and and so then we'll hire like you said a, a junior marketing coordinator who will do the linkedin and who'll organize our trade show booths and will write content for the blog once every six months and you know what I mean? And then they're so stressed thin that, you know, nothing works at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And especially if the work hasn't been done too from a core brand positioning and product positioning perspective, what is that person writing about? Like, what are they saying about your business? It's fine yeah. to have a lot of outlets to chirp on, but if there isn't a plan in place dictating and directing and helping to facilitate your positioning out there in the world, your prospect's not going to see you or be engaged or connected by those efforts. Or um, they may be, or so they again, may be connected by efforts that don't make sense to what you're really trying to achieve, right? Right. Just like randomly writing willy-nilly things is not going yeah. to... Don't bother, is my point. Yeah. Don't bother. Vlad's um, got really good biceps. You should hire him to do uh, HubSpot, uh, HubSpot transformation. Hey, heavy lifting, good arms. Good. Um, <laughs> show, us your, show us your pipes, Fab. I know you've been working on them. Let's not do that. Um, <laughs> all right. So on that note, or not on that note, on the complete opposite of that <laughs> note, let's, uh, what do you see? How do you suggest the company works? Like now that we understand like what the foundation yes. is, which is a good mm -hmm. strategy, um, 
and, and that recognizing that you need a strategy first and that you need to, because they are a partner, right? Like whether they call themselves an agency or a consultant or whatever, they're a partner. And so how, how do you recommend somebody works with a partner? Because because partner, because the, the error I see or the challenge that I see often is that, and, and you've you just mentioned it, is that they hire somebody or an agency or whatever, and they hope it gets done. And they just talk to them once a month when the report comes in and they're like, I don't understand. I, I guess, I guess this looks good. I don't know. And, yeah. but a partner is somebody you work with attentively, like, it, like conjoint, jointly and, and like you spend time and you try to understand what they're doing. And, and, and there has to be, that's the way I understand it. That's the way I see it. And the, the clients that I've had the best work with are people that are actively involved in, you know, deployment and improvement or, or whatever. So, yeah. but, but what kind of steps or whatever, what elements do you suggest somebody? So it's a combination of you, a lot of creative partners, agencies are very good at um, doing like a discovery call. So they have their own process to suck that information out of your brain, actually do their job better. Um, and it usually is a large portion of their process and they may suck out the right things. They may digest the wrong things and what they spit back out of you is accurate because that work didn't come from you. So they'll sit there and ask you a bunch of questions. You share a bunch of information about your business, what you want to do. Normally you just rattle off for like 40 minutes and they try to collect all the information and then make sense out of it and turn it into a website or a landing page or a, whatever they're looking to create. So as a business owner and what I do as a, you know, as a CMO is I own the brand. So my job is to share with them as much valuable information about our messaging, about our branding and about our target and about our positioning to give them as much ammo or information as possible to output something that I would recognize as a success. So it's sort of a two-way street. If I'm giving them lots of information and valuable inf information about my business and my messaging, I'm directing them to say and do a certain thing that I know when I get draft one is going to be familiar to me mm. versus them yeah. just saying like, okay, talk to me about your business. And then they're going to pick and choose the elements that they think makes sense. And surprise, surprise, a lot of times when business owners go have a creative partner do that, they come back to you with something like, oh, uh, that's not what I thought. Is that what I said? I don't know if that's right. So, and it's because there's no clear direction on your part as a business owner, or as a marketer in relaying information about <clears> your business to them. So for that reason, I feel like briefing is incredibly important. That being said, it's also a two-way street. I'm hiring them because they are an expert. They know about digital advertising in a way that I don't. Trust them and be open to their insights and their um, expertise when they tell me why they chose to do things. So I'm going to be a non-judgmental <clears throat> partner when they come back to me with creative or come back to me with a strategy or information of how we're going to execute your digital ads or how we're going to execute the layout of your UX website. Um, so it's really important for me not to be too stringent, but also for me to be the keeper of my messaging and the keeper of my brand. Does that make sense in terms of like mm -hmm. it being both ways? Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is you're guiding them. You're really guiding them. You're the, the CMO brain or, or the owner's the CMO brain behind what's going on. They need to know what it is they're looking for. But my question to you is where, how, how much creativity do you want from them? Right? Because they're going to go back and write content or, or do some content. So you, you can't really control the words they're going to put together. You're giving them an idea. So how involved are you? Like where, where does that symbiotic relationship, how does that work? Is it different in every case or is there sort of a guideline that you say, well, you should have, 
the basic idea and then they should go and work it like and what does the basic idea have like is, is it like a paragraph um let's say we're talking in writing or is it like a full page like you know you know what i mean like where does that yeah. symbiotic relationship where does your brain end where does your brain stop influencing and where does their creative aspect start jumping into that situation yeah and that's where i like to teach clients my like core big brand fortune 500 nation where a brief is everything so a brief is basically you giving core essential insights about this project and about your business and about the messaging around this campaign or initiative to your agency partner for them to then expand on and roll with. And the more succinct, the more crystallized, the more clear and the more simplistic a brief is, the more creative an agency partner can be. So if there's like a dream, you know, we want, um, I go back to like Dove examples this is a bad one, but like, you know, we want women to feel beautiful no matter what their shapes and size, for example. If it's that simple of a message, a creative partner can riff in all kinds of cool directions yes. from that crystallized understanding of their target consumer and their position. So that's why I try to like teach clients to grasp about their business, up a creative partner to actually come up with something quite creative or quite interesting and still totally on the nose without riffing too far adrift. Okay. And, and for example, using that Dove example, when Dove said that we want women to feel good about their uh, themselves and, and regardless of their body size and whatever. So and I'm just making that up there. I forget what it was back in like 2006. Yeah. So <laughs> that was their objective. So when the, the creative agents went, said, okay, cool. We can work within these parameters. And then they had, they had a whiteboard, but they knew where the whiteboard lived, right? So they knew yeah. what they had to. Exactly. Stick. So they knew they weren't going to put in like, you know, top models, uh, all top models that look perfect, that had perfect, right. perfect skin all the time, because that wasn't the goal of, of the, the uh, that's interesting. Okay. And, yeah. and well, oh yeah, go Paul. Sorry. Sorry. And when you're doing this, so let's say, let's use, I don't know what kind of business do you want to use. And let's use a little example. Let's, let's say, um, uh, I don't know. You throw throw me a type of, of, of SMB you're working with. Um, let's say it's like a, a tech company, maybe. They make uh, apps, perhaps, let's say. Okay. So I'm a tech company. It's super competitive. So my brief's got to be something like um, maybe we are the best at making uh, food apps in the uh, English, Canadian, uh gta area we've done the most and we're really used to, would that be a good brief or is that still too thin so i'll take you through what a brief document i've got is and what the key elements awesome. are but it, it's a combination of and i go back to the foundations of what a brand should be and a business positioning should be is a clear understanding of your target and a very clear positioning statement those two are essential if you offer those up to an agency and that's all you provide them um, with some parameters around the execution, they have a greater ability to succeed than if they just did like a brain sucking chat. Um, so, but this is more advanced than that a little bit, but not something that a business owner couldn't tackle probably on their own. If they have a good understanding of their own target and their positioning, um, both product and brand positioning. So here, I'll share a screen and I'll show you it. And for those who are listening, I can put a link for you guys to put in the show notes too for 
Fair everyone right. to get access to and then they can just copy it um it just also walk through it yeah so hopefully this is big enough i'm sorry i don't know how to make it that much bigger but um yeah. So, so essentially, this is a simple Google spreadsheet. And these are, I'm going to take you through just the column over on this side on the left of yeah. the important aspects to include in a brief. So first is project name and a due date. Bafflingly, this is missed. When do you want this delivered by? A lot of creative partners ask, but it's important that if you do want something created like a website, um, maybe a digital ad campaign, maybe it's social media execution, give establish a timeline to make sure that the work is done on time in full as directed so it's not a matter of pushing them it out to your agency and be like oh i hope they come back to me soon no you have a right as their client to ask please provide me a timeline so i can be available to review any um, drafts of this so i have a sense of when it might be completed by so include due dates background and context is helpful giving them an understanding of why you've chosen this tactical execution why how it fits in your larger marketing plan perhaps and why you've chosen it to move forward in connecting with your ideal prospect in your business so just a bit of context around why you chose this tactic for them to execute objective and purpose of the creative the goal is to drive more leads into our funnel to watch our webinar the goal is to build a strong um, website so when I network with prospects and they creep me on the internet after they have a good understanding of what my business entails from my home page so whatever that objective is. then we target insights and description this never changes no matter what the marketing project is most likely ideally if you're going after your ideal prospect your description of your ideal prospect doesn't change so that's what goes in here and that's why it's a different color this is the most important box, I would argue. And this is a great question to have in any brief. What do we want them to think and do? Whoever is experiencing this piece of creative, what do we want them to think and do? And really clear answers. Answer. So one is almost your positioning of how you want them to tweak their brain and thinking about you or what you want them to think about. So for example, all women have different body shapes and they're all beautiful. That's what we want them to think. What do we want them to do? Go out and buy soap because they correlate that positive message with our product. Other cases, it could be book a call, book a demo, give us your email to download the webinar, whatever that call to action is. That's what we want them to think and do. And then we get into some details about your messaging in general. So hopefully a business owner has done their homework so they have a good sense of what their primary differentiators are and their primary benefits are to their clients of working with them and experiencing their products or services. So primary messaging usually entails your top differentiators and benefits here. I would also include your positioning statement here as well. So what your company does, what problems they solve, and why you're better at doing what you do. And then secondary messaging is any other additional notes that you might want to include in that piece of creative. <clears throat> and lastly, call to action. So what, again, do we want them to, to do? So it's outlining specifically more details around that call to action. Click on this link to book a call now. Click on this link and share your information and we'll send you our webinar video. Um, you know, click here to sign up for this program or course. Click here to buy, obviously. So whatever that call to action is. And then key performance indicators. It's also important to share with your creative partner what you're expecting the outcome of this piece of creative to be, what you want to achieve or what growth goal you're working towards so they have a sense of what they need to really help you deliver on. 
And then lastly, this little section is just about any additional details. I also like to include any references. So if it's a larger piece of creative, let's say a video or maybe even a website, um, there'll probably be more nuanced work beyond this initial brief once you get into website development. But sharing examples of websites you like, examples of pieces of creative you like, so they have a reference to go on is always a great thing to do. Cool. Yeah, cool. so that's it. And it's simple. And to me, um, I guess that's a good, I like what I like about your, the document you're sharing is that that's a clear indication of, wait, I maybe need to do some work up front before I start working on this project, right? Because if you're having a hard time answering some of these key questions uh, beyond maybe project name, uh, I think it's time to like, maybe do some work beforehand and like work with like someone like you or, or just work internally and, and look at what our, our messaging is and what do we want people to think and and uh you know who our target even is right like if because because i'm guessing also having you know obviously in a past life worked in, in advertising um you know like the more specific you can be the better right like if if you believe your target audience is any company in the gta well that's that's not an audience like that's just like a, a geographic <laughs> destination like there's no there's no target in there so i think if if you aren't if you don't know how to answer those questions or if they're too generic or general i think that's where there's an indication that there's pre-work to be done before you should start working on this project yeah. and finding agencies to, to potentially help you execute yes that is a great it's a great litmus test it really is if you are struggling as a business owner to answer these basic questions um not only are you then setting your creative partner up for not a lot of success because clearly you don't have a good understanding of the messaging of your business it's important you can't look to them to come up with these answers yeah if they're quite good they can maybe help you um but i i recommend not looking to a creative partner to come up with these answers for you you as a business owner and your team must define them yourselves yeah i would say a good creative partner with somebody would be during their sales process and, and in offline we we're talking about like agencies and all that and their creative and their biz dev process but uh a good partner, a sign of a good partner is somebody who's willing to challenge you and to say like, wait a minute, like all companies in the GTA or all companies in Canada or all companies is, is not an audience, right? Like let's, like if we can't do it, you know, like I encourage you to go back and, and maybe we could follow up in a month to yes. see where things are at. But I think, I think that's also a good, you know, I would even encourage maybe business owners to go and with a re relatively limited brief to see which partners actually challenge you on that brief before taking on your project. Cause you know, if an agency is like, oh yeah, sure. All companies in GTA, we can target that. Yeah, that's you good. know, so it, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to fail at some point. You're going to mm -hmm. spend a lot of money and get a lot of the wrong people in your funnel. And so that let's see the flip side of it, right? Like a, uh, on your end, like an, an incomplete brief or a generic brief is an indication that you need to do work, but an incomplete brief or generic brief is also a good sign, good way to, to identify the right partner to work with you, um, yes. I would say. Totally, yep, yep, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, so so I recommend supporting, um, you know, your creative partners and your tactical execution efforts with a brief like this. It helps to give them some connection to your business. It's a launch point for them to roll from. And even if they you take them through the brief and they have a lot more questions, maybe they have a process they wanna go through, that's fine. 
it's okay to go forward with their process too so that they get the information they need but this at least makes you feel confident that you have solid ground of your own understanding of your own business and you're not looking to someone else to figure that out for you that's cool Great. Yeah, I don't know if you had more to add to that, but that's where I kind of wanted to, I was kind of hoping you'd go into that direction because I think there's also a parallel and you kind of briefly alluded to it when you said like a lot of people hire like a junior marketer to do some of this and and and, and, and I'm sure Paul maybe in, in some sales environments also a junior salesperson, somebody fresh out of school, like, yeah, we just need somebody to, to make some calls. And great, because I see it a lot, a lot more on the marketing side is that's exactly what happens, right? They hire a junior social media coordinator and they're hoping that that it'll move the needle without one understanding what the needle even is and to which levers to pull and realizing that as a junior person might be able to help, right? Like maybe able to like relate some of the information interface with an agency, uh, but they're definitely not the go-to person. And I realized that a lot of people hire without having all this in mind, right? Like they're just like, we, we need marketing. So let's hire a marketing person. And, and, and then not realizing that, wait a minute, like we don't know where we're even where we're looking for. And I think that's where I was hoping to draw a parallel. Like I think you need to be organized and you need to be able to dedicate some time to whatever resource, whether it's a creative partner or an internal resource, to working with them, right? There's there's something to be said there. Yes, but I have, I have a, there's an elephant in the room for me here. Um, and I see it a lot in sales. And I wonder if I, it's the same thing in marketing. You guys say, you know, you have to know these things and, but some people just don't, they know their business, but they just, they just don't have a marketing brain. You know, they're good at making the widget. They're good at making the app. They're good at doing whatever it is they do, but they just don't have the marketing brain and they're not going to get there. It's sort of like those, those, those clients that I meet that just don't have what it takes to manage a salesperson. Um, they just don't get it. And what I say to them is you need to hire a good sales director or a good sales VP. Is it not the same thing here, Alyssa? And we talked about it quickly before, but maybe you need that external CMO, uh, that fractional CMO, or you need that brain. And often people don't realize that they do need that brain before they can execute in it's because they, they just don't know where they're going. They don't, they're colorblind. So if you're asking them to, you know, choose the color for your wall, but they're colorblind. So they need someone else to say to them, this is the color you should use. So I wonder here if we are maybe a little bit um, deformed or uh, affected by the fact that we have expertise in what we do and expect too much from the client and we need to bring it back to stage one because I bet you there's a lot of clients that aren't ready to go to that stage because they just don't even really understand. They need to do that analysis first. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I have clients, I have prospects coming to me regularly saying, oh, I put so much money into doing all this random marketing stuff and I hired an agency and the agency just to spend all my money and I didn't get any more sales. And it's just, it's just the same story. I keep seeing it all the time. I was like, yeah, well, the agency was just flying blind. So <laughs> there is no, there is no head of the octopus to support them. And um, you're totally right. In a lot of cases, if a business owner feels like they really can't you know, grasp this, even if they're trying to DIY it themselves, it, it is so invaluable to outsource that because then you're just on the right track. You can start to build the right foundation to then roll with it. And that's, then you can hire junior people. If you have that established, you hire more arms and I would argue a junior 
marketing person, just like a junior salesperson, is another arm. They're another arm that's internal and they can grow and they can become a stronger arm and you can teach them to become a brain, but they're not a brain to start. And so laying that groundwork of a plan of foundational messaging really helps a business. And it's not an ongoing thing. It's a pop in. Great. Boom. You're set. You have your core. You have your learning. Now go do. Um, they don't need someone forever, but they do they are often flying blind for a long time and wasting a lot of money and energy in the process. And, yeah. and yeah. to that, I would add, like, if, if we go back to the brief that you, you walked us through, like none of those questions were marketing questions, right? Like a lot, all those questions were like, business you should know about your business but, in general. Yes. Yeah. And so I agree. Like that's this, I mean, some, some co-founders or CEOs or whatever have a marketing mind and they come from a marketing background and, and they're comfortable in that, but, but then they might not be comfortable on the sales side. But I think, I think what, what Alyssa's pointing to, I mean, if we take it a bit a mac, more macro level is that, you know, there's, there, if you can't answer fundamental questions about your business, like finding a partner or especially a junior partner or outsourced partner to help you answer that is you have to know that that's what you're trying to answer. And you're, you, you can't skip the step of, of understanding your business and what you're trying to get out of it. Um, I mean, I could even draw a parallel with us, Paul, right? Like we haven't done any of that for the podcast, right? And so we could argue that if we wanted to hire like a PR firm to promote the podcast, we would need to be able to fill out this document for them or a similar document so that they can help us under, they can help, they can understand like who our audience is and what do we want them to feel after they listen to a show or, and, and none of those are related to PR knowledge, right? Like um, yeah. it's just related yeah. about what we're trying to achieve. What we're trying to achieve. Yeah. But you need the right person to ask those questions because some person like, uh, you know, let's say we're a little colorblind. The person you say, well, do you want it to be dark or light? Because they see dark and light. Okay. I want it to be dark and light. And, you know, these colors usually make people feel this way. Oh, okay. That's what, how we want people to feel. So that's where the handholding comes on. It's a good example, Fab. I mean, uh, the, the, the podcast would be a good example. But to, to, to that business owner, I think the really important step uh, there's steps here. There's like initial steps, and then what are you passing out to those arms, right? And, and I love your 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 document. So, uh, well, and my client recently had a really good example of it, a reference because we're doing core positioning work for him, and he said, "Yeah, you know, a, a networking contact of mine said, hey, I want to like refer you to someone, but I don't know how to describe your business. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say to them." And that just wrecks me because I'm like from a from a general business development, from a sales, from a just being out there in the world perspective, you must have a way to present your value in your business in a way that at least other people alone can communicate from a referral networking perspective. So it's not even marketing. It's just like survive as a business, basically, um, uh, you know, and, and, you know, this this business is lovely. They're rocking it in their own right. But you know, to miss that nugget could mean a lot of leads that you're missing as a result of it being difficult for someone to just share what you do and pass your business along to others. Um, so this exercise alone from a referral perspective is really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what, uh, when that person said, I don't know how to describe your business, what did you say? Uh, well, it was what they they said to to uh, my client. And I was like, well, good. We're going to do this work. And then they'll know exactly what to say. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be perfect. Uh, but it's being known as something, right? It's like, oh, that company does this. Yeah. That company does this. You know, yeah. how can you say that in a sentence? 
and you need to, you need to be able to say, oh, our business does this in a sentence. And it might not be all that you do, but it's enough from a positioning out there in the world in your competitive space that your prospect and your referral partners out there in the world can easily communicate what you do. I know what I would say in your case. I'd say she's the brain to the octopus arms in the marketing world. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm the marketing brain of the marketing octopus. Yes, totally. All right. This I is really, good. This, yeah, this is really interesting. Thanks. Um, it, it, it really helps. I, I think it's very good. You know, again, coming from I when I, when we do these podcasts, I put my SMB hat on and I think of myself as that business owner that needs uh, servicing uh, services to to help build his business. And I can totally, totally re relate to what you said. So thank you so much, Alyssa. It was really helpful. Good. Yes. I'm glad you guys. And I think feel like maybe in our next marketing, we can tackle how to build a marketing plan, like how to figure that out. Um, yes. And I have a, a good DIY uh, exercise for listeners. I've lived through it. It's great. Themselves. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, there's, only one, there's, there's, only one there's only one objective we didn't achieve, Fab, in this podcast. It's very important. Do you know what it is, Alyssa? No. I mean, usually you derail us in some way, and you didn't do that this time. Well, no, right, I'm, I'm coming back to an earlier derail. I want Fab to show us his, his work. Oh, jeez. All right, we're going to end this conversation. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I'll just send us the Hello. file so we can put it in the show notes. And um, yes. have a great month. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank Bye, you. Bye, guys.